All right, we're live whenever. Country, country music. All right, where are we? I've got something to say about this. Okay, so where? So we're po- calling this podcast Country, Country Music. Um, country, country is one of the terms I've used for years in describing the music I listen to or play in my band. If people ask me what I like or what I play, I usually first respond with honky tonk since I think that's a pretty clear definition, uh, but not everybody understands that. It's kind of a, a subgenre, maybe, of country. Nobody knows what honky-tonk is. It's like the average listener is like, what, the f- what are you talking about, honky-tonk? Well, that's what I mean. Not ever. I said not everybody yeah. knows what that is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. So they're like, so country music? And I say, yeah, but not pop country, like from the radio, like country country. I say outlaw country to people. It's like it's the same reaction. It's like uh, so country music. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> but country country. Yeah, yeah. There's always a but. <laughs> exactly. And to define country country or real country music or anything, it's it's going down the impossible rabbit hole of defining what is real or authentic country music. It's almost like um, in the 1960s, the Supreme Court obscenity ruling about pornography, where. Uh, Justice Stewart, who couldn't really define it, uh, had famously said, but I know it when I see it. It's kind of the same thing for real country music or what we're going to call country country music. You know it when you hear it. Um, it's, It's not objective. There's not a certain formula that follows it. There for sure is a major component of instruments and sound to it because you know a country song when you hear it. You turn a radio station on, it's clear when it's country music. It's clear when it's not. There's a big gray zone when country radio is playing things that apparently are country because well, it's on the I, country I was about station. To say, I, I don't think it's that inherently clear because I, I, I think exactly what you said, w- what they're playing or passing off as country has made people think that that's what country actually is. It's like they've changed, they've changed the definition. And well, it's, it's, it's messing up what, you know, what, what people actually think it is. Yeah, let, let's, let's get to that. Let's, let's shelf that for, like, we'll come to that in a second because that, I think that's a part of evolution uh, for sure. And, like, that, that changes a lot and has changed over the decades because country for sure evolves. By no means do we or I don't think anyone should expect country to still sound like Hank Snow. Like that. No, I, I don't think any, anyone's... Yeah, like it evolves, the sound table, change, uh, the sound changes. But I think that there are identifiable markers in sound and in what is being said, how it's delivered, that make it country. If if you if you took a country song, like a, a classic country song, anything you want, like "Hey, Good Looking" or "Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys," something. If if you represented that in a very hip-hop or R&B or jazz or something sense, something entirely different, and you put it on the radio, when you turn to that station, you wouldn't know that's country. You're going to be hearing 
all of the music and instrumentation of another genre. And it, it just doesn't sound country. The lyrics, I guess, are. And those are a big component of it because like the narrative storytelling, um, like the real honestness of country music is a major thing. But if it doesn't have the part that sounds like country, I don't think it's really country. And there's a lot of conversation today um, in podcasts, in the media, on blogs about like what is real country and it doesn't matter if it doesn't sound like country. If the people are from the country, then it's country or if the country stations playing it, it must be country. But I disagree. I like there's, there's things that make it sound country. And I think that's how we came to this idea of this podcast is having this conversation about it and by calling it country country, uh, which we've used as a definition before it's almost, I think easier to define what country is not rather than what it is. And I've, I've got a bunch of thoughts on that. Do you, what do you think? Well, I, I'd like to circle back a little bit. And I, I think it's that, you know, there's a, there's like an inherent, like divisive sort of disconnect amongst country fans, I think. And it's, it's been created by, you know, this newer country radio, whatever you want to call it. And yeah, we, we do need we do need to sit here and break down exactly all of the specific things that, that are not country to us. Um, and, and I guess my point being is that this whole new generation of, of country radio and, and pop country, whatever you want to call it, it has has created this this music where it's or the genre where, where people actually that's country to them. New listeners and old not old listeners but you know older people who never listened to country in the first place and now this is being presented to them and packaged them as country and it, it's harmful like it's harmful to the genre because y- you hear people talk about hating country music and when someone says they hate country music they say it with a burning white hot passion and they don't to me, they don't understand that what they're hating isn't actually country music. Yeah, I so often hear when somebody plays Waylon or George Strait or something, George Jones, um, they're like, oh, yeah, this is great. I, I don't like country music, but I like this. Yeah, and you're like, no, th- this, is, this is it. Yeah. Like, this is country music. But it's like this newer progressive pop, whatever you want to call it, like it, it's jaded, you know, so many tradition, like, so on the flip side of it, it's new listeners are thinking it's country, hating it. Some love it. That's fine. That's a whole other spiel I want to go on about pop music and pop country. But um, it's also, you know, it's divided a lot of yeah. um, traditional country fans to the point where, you know, they just refuse to acknowledge any new music, like anything that gets released. And, and I, I've met these people and... You know, I'm not a traditionalist in any way, shape, or form. I seek out new music every day of my life. And the you meet these traditionalists that are like, no, everything new is garbage. And again, I think they're justified in, in feeling this way. It's like... I think it, you're misusing the word traditionalist because I would call you a traditionalist because you're, you're about the tradition in the music. 
Okay, so you're I, not stuck in the past. You don't only need to listen to old music, but the things you like that are new are very heavily rooted in the past, and I think that's yeah. the definition of traditionalist. A, and that's that's a fair point. But I, I guess all I'm saying is it's like it's it's damaging. Like some of this totally. pop country can be damaging. It's like and, and people are who don't want to listen to anything new. It's like they're they're justified. It's like conditioning, right? It's like if every time you walked out your front door, someone kicked you in the nuts. It's like you're going to stop walking out your front door. Yeah. So if every time you turn on the radio, you hear stuff that to you is garbage, you're, you're going you're gonna to stop listening to anything new. Yeah. And that hurts new artists that are true country artists. It hurts them. Totally. So for me, there's a couple things that preclude something from being country. If there's rapping in it, if there, and nothing against rap. I love rap. But when I want to listen to rap... I listen to rap. I listen to Jay-Z. I listen to Kendrick. I'll listen to NWA because that's real rap. I don't want to hear like Walker Hayes doing it. That's that's not good. You know, I, it's hilarious too because you, you hear these these guys refer to it as, as rapping and it's like you're not you're rapping. Like yeah. I, I agree with you. I, I love rap. I love hip hop and I, I've never heard one single country artist actually rap. They call it rapping. It's like, it, you know what? If you want to put some breakdown rap versus like get a rapper to come in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, they do yeah, guest yeah. spots all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love Collabor- that. Much collaborate more. with them. Yeah. yeah. Do some collaboration. Yeah. Mash well, that shit up. <laughs> similarly, R&B pentatonic vocals like this. If you don't know what that is, that like listen to Sam Hunt. Yeah. Like I'm, the, I'm, I'm aware what he yeah sorry I didn't mean you I meant like anybody else um, it's over the top it's, well it's, it's I don't, not, I don't it's know necessary over the top for me it's it's not that it's over top it's that it's like definitely something different and if he was doing that in a track that still sounded country it he could maybe get away with it but when you have like a not country sounding instrumentation. And then that is what you're singing is like on top of it. The only thing that like gives you any semblance of a country song is the fact that your lyrics are saying your body is like a back road referencing the countryside. That's it. What else? What makes you country? The, the fact that you're from Georgia but, but you can't you can't just talk you can't just talk about that stuff you know what I mean that's not gonna and and we're we're agreeing here it's like just just talking about it so it's like do what you said that that style of vocals the music everything nothing else in it is country and then all of a sudden it's just your lyrics like that that's not there's an, in no way shape or form can you can you say and we we've had this discussion before where it's just you can't just switch it up and you know it doesn't work. It's not backwards compatible, you know? Yeah. Like you, you can't take a, a country song and, and turn it into a hip-hop song and call it country still. It just doesn't work that way. So it's like you can't, you yeah, can't and, flip it. But in the time and place, like if, if you had an R&B track or if you're trying to sell something to R&B radio or rap radio that was filled with fiddles and pedal steels, everyone would look at each other and be like, the fuck is this? This, this isn't rap. This isn't hip hop. This isn't R&B. Like that sounds like a country song. Yeah. And then we're in the reverse situation here where you turn on country radio and that's what you're listening to. 
and it's it, it's kind of a joke. And there's like a big debate about this where people are being defensive about the like they're they're trying to like Luke Bryan's song like what makes you country and talking about like I got my dirt road cred like being a cowboy or a plowboy and like driving the tractors and everything that sure like if if you're having a debate about whether you're country as a person but I know lots of people who are city people that love country or that are artists, country artists that grew up in the city and they make great country music and it sounds like country music. And then there's a ton of people who grew up in the country. I grew up in the country. I know so many people who don't identify as country at all. They rap, hip hop, rock, everything. Like they're, they're not at all Western or country or whatever you want to label it as. And that that kind of went off the rails there. No, but I, I get what you're saying. It's like your your image is not is not driving what what makes you country. Like it's it's impossible just to take it from that way because you could look totally country, and your music could not be country, or you could look totally not country, and your music could be amazingly country. Like it's paradoxical. But I I feel like these artists are are trying to prove themselves by they're talking about how country they are in every single song. Like you ever heard George Jones? Haggard, Hank Williams, they ever sing about how country they were? Yeah. No, they were singing about real experiences, like shit you believe they went through. Like it's authenticity, right? Like it creates that, you know, that connection with the artist and things like that. It's like it, it feels to me, anyways, it feels fake when they're laundry listing this shit. They're going through every totally. single like check, 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 check. Yep. yep. Is that country? Check. Let's talk about it. Well, like I feel like you just take a thousand things that are country, mash them into a song, and it's like, ooh. And yeah. if you have to convince people that you're country, you're probably not. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you're a number one selling artist right now, but you sound like pop. Like that means you're a successful crossover artist or trying to be crossover. Uh, you're going for a mass appeal and that's great. But if you're trying to interject that into a conversation about what's real and what's country, that's only recently happened. Like this conversation, sorry, this, this debate, this conversation isn't recent, but like within the last year, you, you see all of these, like what makes you country from Luke Bryan, uh, just recently raised on country by Chris Young, who was previously like at the beginning, it was part of his career. He was, he was pretty good, pretty like new country, good, like real country, new country guy. Um, Walker Hayes 90s country song that is a dumpster fire of just like <laughs> you played joke. me that song you made me listen to it and, oh my uh, god they will like, never forgive you for that <laughs> like he I've heard interviews with him and like follow him on social media like he seems like a really nice guy and like a talented musician but like there's nothing about that that's country and this is a good example like I think he grew up in Alabama and maybe in a small town or country or wherever, but that doesn't make your music country when it sounds like that. And an, another guy that's between the like talking lyrics to like R&B style vocals with music that has no hint of traditional country in it whatsoever, even not even a little bit, at least not off his latest record. And then he goes and puts out a song called 90s Country where he literally weaves together the titles or taglines or chorus lines of a number of 90s super hits into a coherent song 
and calls it 90s country and is saying that it, it's the nod to the kind of thing that he grew up with, et cetera. But it's, it's kind of a joke. Like it's in disingenuous in a way because like I, at first I thought it was an ironic joke when I listened to it because nothing about the music sounds even a little bit country. And this song is a tribute to 90s country. Yeah, and I, I think it's he's going down that that road trying to, you know, almost give himself cred. But it's like I, I, I sit here and I, and I listen to stuff like that, and, and I think to myself, it's like, how could someone relate to to anything in the, in that song? And like from a from a like I get how people can relate to it, but it's like it's, it's nostalgic. It's, it's nostalgic, right? But there's I no, would love there's no that substance. song if it sounded more country. There's no substance there, but it's like it's absolutely it's fodder, man. Like it's, it's fodder, fodder, but it, like it could be it's a fun but, song. But the way that I see it, and it's the only time I appreciate like the terminology of, of pop country. But I I wish they would just drop the country part of it, and just move it into the pop genres. It's like it's watered and it'd be down. Respectable then. It's watered down background music for people to get drunk to, and it's like like. Not everybody's an active listener, though, to 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 everything, right? It's like some people don't want heavy content music, and they don't want sad songs. They don't want to be emotionally moved by anything. They just want you know background music to to party to, to have fun to, to, to lift them up. It's Friday Good night; they just got off work, it. you know. It's like that kind of stuff, and like that's exactly what's being spoon fed to them. And I, I'm gonna say it: there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. It's no. the purpose that pop music serves, and that's what pop music. It, it, that's the point of it. And that's what pop country is is doing well. And I just it bothers me that it's it's so heavily becoming like like it's the new it's the new country, right? And it bothers me that people are that's what is being passed off as country. It's like it's not. So it's this pop music. This is a good time to talk about this because that argument isn't new. That con- <laughs> what's this beer? <laughs> Is a uh, winter ale since we're still in winter. Oh. Yeah, your beers at that end of the table are much more interesting than mine. <laughs> I got a bag full of PBRs beside me as well. Okay, <laughs> when I'm done my Miller Lights, I'll get some of those. Um, yeah, so this is a good time to have a conversation about evolution because this pop country has been a conversation. <clears throat> I don't know since the fifties. Like, well, and I, I almost hate. I almost hate myself for, for I'm trying not to bash it. What I'm trying to do is reclassify it, I guess, is, is what I'm trying to say is that it's, an, uh, you know, I'm going to let you finish your point in two seconds. It's just like, I, I don't, my stance will always be, I don't think there's anything wrong with pop country. It's just not country. That's it. Yeah. And I, I agree with that. Like, I listen to pop, I, I don't listen to that much pop radio. I love hip hop, but I don't listen to a lot of like top forty Ariana Grande or whatever else is like Harry yeah, Styles I, I, I and can't that kind say of stuff. It's my jam either. One but Direction. I, I understand I, it. Yeah, um, I thought you were a big One Direction fan. Yeah, no, that's Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> big Bieber fan over here. Um, I feel like it would be better served being in that wheelhouse on yeah. that station than on country and. Like you, you could you could draw the def like to me a good definition of pop country would be something like Midland, who I love, and I'll call them country country 
They're like they very palatable. You if you turn that on, you listen to it, you know it's country. There's yeah, no doubt. There's no discussion. That. That's country music. You introduced me to them. Yeah, I've been given. But a if you turn on the radio and you put on Walker Hayes, there's a whole lot of ambiguity. Like you, you have to understand the references that '90s country that song is referring to, like Chattahoochee and whatever else, which the video is also like yeah, a replication 100%. of. But musically, that belongs on. A, a top 40 pop station, not on a country station. Yeah. Anyways, uh, back to the evolution. And it, it, it's, I don't know if it started earlier than the 50s, but in my understanding, that's where it really started to try get crossover hits with pop radio, maybe even, maybe even into the 60s. People like Patsy Cline, um, really were getting the string section sound and well look look at most of her songs are like jazz standards and pop standards and everything now she she's as big of a icon in just pop music in general as country itself and from there evolving like the Nashville sound which in a lot of terms became a bad word to real country traditionalists because you have the outlaw mu- movement, which you're all about, uh, and I love too, but that built itself in opposition to the Nashville sound, like the Chet Atkins, um, Billy Sherrill production style of more string sections, very uh, soft, smooth pedal steel sounds. And then at the same time, you have the Bakersfield sound going on, that is in direct opposition to that, where it's like amplified, edgy, hard, like Ralph Mooney pedal steel that is just like popping, snapping, and sliding with like telecasters, treble turned up, cutting the noise, like the sound high above the noise and like the honky tonks, drums just like going. I love that. I love that, man. Oh, me too. That's like early. <laughs> Like Buck Owens, yeah. Merle Haggard, yeah. uh, Wynn Stewart, like that that was that sound, and it built itself in opposition to It was refreshing too, eh? Like just Yeah, you say that like you were there. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. It's no, like it, it's when you're because I mean, yeah, we're we're both fairly young people that weren't there when that, that happened. But I mean at some point in your progression of listening totally. to music, you discovered yeah. that, right? Totally. And retrospectively that was very refreshing. Oh yeah. Like and it's I do things chronologically, so it's like you know, yeah. listening from here to here. It's like you get to that point almost as if it just happened for you, hundred percent. And uh, yeah, I was just joking, um, but it's it's something that is part of the conversation of what's pop. Like the, the way we're looking at this stuff as pop country now, like that would have been Buck Owens and Wynn Stewart being like, fuck Nashville, we're not going there to get like cheese spread all over our tracks with like string sections and choirs in the background. We're making honky tonk out here and this is going to be hard edge, badass, straightforward, which really inspired rock and roll as well too. But do you think like 60 years from now, someone's going to be like talking this way about Florida Georgia line? Like... This was like a pivotal, like influential, like this is a band that that mattered. Like I, I I'm not buying into that. I, I'm, I'll never buy into that. No, I don't know. So like if if you follow the evolution and see 
a lot of where the pop elements started to come out in different ways. I think the shittier of all of them kind of fell into obscurity. Yeah, they drop off. Yeah, and evolution does as evolution does. It evolves things and changes things for the better. Um, I think it evolves with good and bad, and then the bad drops off, and it keeps the good for the next generation and goes on. Like, I think about... Um, like Alan Jackson and Garth Brooks, like these guys, people who were traditionalists, or I shouldn't say that, um, the old guard, like old people who grew up on Johnny Cash and George Jones and everything. Yeah, 100%, now listening to Garth Brooks, that has shows that are closer to Kiss than they are to Waylon Jennings, and like more 4-4 rock beats and more electric guitar leads. There's still heavy pedal steel and fiddle songs that like are honky-tonk ragers, but they've taken in elements of rock and roll in more mainstream sense that it's not like top 40 pop music, the way we're talking about this, but it's bringing in mainstream popular music elements that like Garth Brooks was pop country. And, but 20 years ago. Your, your point is is valid because it's like we look back on 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 Garth fondly, right? As like That's some of the most honky tonk stuff. There yeah, is. <laughs> it's like put, a, like put a on point. two of a kind working on a full house and tell me that's not like some of the yeah, countryest stuff. No, ever made. I, I'm, I'm lending like credence to your point. It's like it, it, it it's it's a good point. It's like we, we look back on this stuff fondly. Yeah, and, and totally. But, I mean, high, you could say rose colored glasses, whatever. Um, I yeah, and and I think. Uh, one of my favorite parts about when there's bad music is that bad music always, and this parallel could be made to other things in life too, but ma- bad music always sort of drives good music. It's like it, it comes as a reaction to it the same way that like you could say the same thing in, in politics or whatever. It's like the the bad always spurns some some good. So we, you know. we needed George Strait to come out of that bad era of late 70s, early 80s, cheesy, cheesy pop country that was like trying to cross over into adult contemporary and disco with like Crystal Gale and Kenny Rogers and all this stuff. If you, Kenny Rogers you got didn't a real have, hate on for Crystal Gale, eh? Oh, man. <laughs> and I'm going to buy you like, remember in... Uh, what was it, Talladega Nights? He was wearing that Crystal Gale. I'm getting you a Crystal Gale t-shirt. <laughs> You're gonna, I'm gonna make you wear it. I'll wear that. <laughs> ironically, um, but like it, it, like if Kenny Rogers. Here's another example. If he didn't have the Gambler, like who who would consider him country? Yeah, like a couple of, for sure, a couple other songs. But the majority of what he put out is adult contemporary, uh, easy listening. And there was, there was so much stuff. Like, I, I don't even know who the artists are, but sometimes when you listen to old mixes on Spotify of 80s or 70s, late 70s country, there's, like, wah pedals and stuff. And, like, <laughs> it's, like, borderline trying to be disco. Like, yeah. that doesn't exist anymore. That dropped off. Yeah. Um, but I will consistently say that, like, that was garbage. A lot of that was garbage. And, yeah, it dropped off. And a lot of what's out today is garbage. But I, I mean, there there is there's so much there's so much good stuff out there too, though. Totally. Well, I think we're going through a phase right now, and maybe it's been a phase. And for phases a while. can be good, you know. Totally. It's it's going to evolve. It. Um, I, I don't know when this would have started. Sometime in the this particular phase, maybe mid late 
late 2000s where it that more hip hop sensibility being pulled into country whether it's through rap interludes um, as opposed to like where there would have been a pedal steel or fiddle solo there's a rap breakdown and since that like i don't know i think of like dirt road anthem or something as like being like the early dude that's what that's what started it it i if I don't know if it was the thing that started it, but it's the first thing that I think of. That's the that bro started country it. anthem. Yeah, it, it's it could be the beginning of that, and I think that that started this phase. And there are elements that will drop off from it, I think, but it's also pushing people who are more traditionalist to realize the state we're in. And like this last couple of years has been really good for new country, for mainstream country. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Out. I agree with that. 100%. Because previously, like Brad Paisley and Easton Corbin were pretty much carrying the flag. And it's just off the top of my head. I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody uh, or a number of people. But in the last couple of years, like you've got Midland and uh, John Party and like William Michael Morgan that just came out fairly recently. You've got Whitey Morgan, Cody Jinks, Coulter Wall. I know he's not exactly your jam, but he's serious. Tyler Childers. I like Coulter Wall. J.P. Harris. We agree on that one. I love J.P. Harris. There's so much stuff out there, man. Like so much stuff. That's going to be a whole, a whole other. Yeah, I love her. Yeah, like these are things that... Someone challenged me to say one bad thing about her. (laughs) Did somebody actually challenge you that? No, I said I would. I would oh. like to hear someone try and you know say something bad about her. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely can't. And I just recently saw her in Montreal. And what she, was that cover she just did? That it was. Uh, I was a Kansas City Star. The, oh yeah, 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 man. That was like. Oh, it's <laughs> again. I don't want to do sacrilege, but like she killed that cover like way yeah. better than the original of Roger Miller. Yeah. And could you, I want to know, I hope it was her that was like to her, you know, management team. Like, I want to cover this Roger Miller song. And I hope they were like, you're crazy. You're not doing that. And she's like, I'm doing it. I don't know. I'm making this shit up because I don't know if that's what actually happened. But in my head, that's my fantasy of what happened is that Casey Musgraves was like, I'm doing this. And she well, did it, you know? I don't feel like, again, I don't know, but I don't feel like she has management that is very pop that like, drives her in this direction she's been like very country for a long time and like oh, like I even that her on like, social media and she always throws on like stuff from when she was a teenager and a little kid like she's been doing this forever and yeah. her first couple records were great new country records like pageant material is one of my favorite new country records of all time is that her what was the one with that follow your arrow song i remember yep. that yep. song was like i i heard it and i was like Man, this is cool. Like it, it was. It had a lot of new elements, but like her lyrical content was pretty progressive, and it, it, like she wasn't wasn't super out there, but she was saying some things that probably weren't the most popular things for you know a, a woman in, in country music to be singing about. And I was like, this is badass. Yeah, like well, borderline outlaw. Well, if listen to the song uh, called "Good Old Boys Club." And that whole thing is like a giant middle finger to the establishment and mainstream. And she's even like subtly referencing uh, she doesn't want to be like a, a cog in the big machine or something like that. And big machine being like Taylor Swift's yeah. 
rec- uh, record label. Oh, she's cool, man. I I, I like her a lot. It's uh, yeah, me too, me too. And it's like that's the kind of thing where if pop had pushed so far, now we're starting to see the people that are the the backlash. The backlash. Yeah, and like the Midlands, the John Parties, the Cody Johnsons, like John Wolf, John Langston, like. I guess there's a lot of Johns. Uh, <laughs> That's a common name. Yeah. <laughs> but like I, I, I feel like that in the mainstream or more mainstream is what is going to be saving country music because it's I, I'm very glad that that's being played on the radio. But then there's so much good country that's not being played on the radio. You're talking about Cody Jinks and Whitey Morgan and all these guys. Love that stuff. Like I, I went to see Whitey Morgan. I don't know what year that was. 2013, 2013 maybe, 2014, in Buffalo, and uh, got to hang out with him and the band backstage. Like, what a cool guy, and so real. And like, some someone who also hates pop country. Actually, the shirt that I got from that says "fuck pop country" on the back. Uh, Support your local hockey. Yeah, we have the same shirt. Yeah, (laughs) and. I, I, I feel like that kind of music is probably never going to make it mainstream radio again. Yeah, I'll, that era I'll, has I'll agree with you on that. Because he, he sounds like Waylon Jennings today. Yeah. And that's a huge compliment for what he is and the kind of music he does, and I love it. He's one of my favorite artists of well, today. And like a rabid fan base. But huge, yeah. I, I think even if we talked to the man himself, he'd probably say, yeah, I'm never going to make it radio like, I don't think that they I don't need think to, even or want, want to, to anymore. No, and that, that's the era we're in now, which is yeah. which is amazing that he can be. He's enjoying some pretty good success right now. Yeah, and to me, that that that's he's doing it his own way. Like that's something to really be proud of. Like yeah. as an artist, you know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I I think you're right. That, that kind of stuff's not gonna. It's never gonna hit a, a radio commercial kind of level. Well, and and because. I don't know. So so much of it is just the the big machine, uh, pun not intended, or I, I I mean like the the infrastructure, the corporate infrastructure of country music is keeping it the other way. I was listening. I guess what I'm trying to say is, well, I was listening to the highway a couple of weeks ago, um, and I <laughs> I think this is where a lot of this music comes from, uh, or the various different thoughts and opinions is because my radio stations are set on Sirius XM pretty much going from Willie's Roadhouse to Prime Country to Y2 Country to Garth Station to The Highway and then Outlaw Country. So I'm jumping between those six at any given time while I'm driving. And I was on the highway at one point uh, listening to the highway and <laughs> I was on the highway listening to the highway and okay, I, I follow. I think it was, it was Stormy Warren was interviewing Florida Georgia line and they were talking about their new record. Uh, you can't say I'm not country. And I know that Florida Georgia line is the low hanging fruit of this overall conversation and criticism of new country, but they were talking about uh, some of their more pop collaborations and aspirations And Storming talked about how, well, now the Backstreet Boys are being played on the highway. And I saw that. You posted something about that, right? Yeah, yeah. When That's wild, man. That makes no sense. Yeah, I I hadn't actually seen it 
being played yet when I heard that. And then it was a couple days later, I was listening to the highway and I saw it come across <laughs> written that it was Backstreet Boys as well. It was, it was a terrible song. It makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> and like, to me, the, he then went on to give a caveat that he said it shouldn't be an invitation to open the door to all pop acts to move to Nashville and try become something for country radio and exploit that success. But I think that's already happened. The fact that Backstreet Boys are on the radio, on country radio, is like, how much more pop does it get than that? Yeah, I mean, you can't really open the floodgates more than they're already no, open, right? they've been kicked like, open. Yeah. And like, like, further to the Backstreet Boys, like, look at turkeys like A.J. McLean, a Backstreet Boy. Before the Backstreet Boys record was on the radio just now, what was it, maybe last summer, was when A.J. McLean came out, A.J. from the Backstreet Boys. Um, I saw this interview at some awards show where he was talking about he was coming on the scene as a self-proclaimed disruptor, saying, quote, I'm coming to disrupt country. I want to come in and shake things up. But it's kind of... This is country. a real thing This happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a quote. <laughs> I don't remember this. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you the video. Like, it's, it's on some, like... Did he ever show red carpet did he kind ever, of did situation? He do anything? Yeah, did he had he a song stuff? called "Back yeah, or Back Porch Bottle Service." Oof, was yeah. it awful? Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> but like, the was worst... it awful? Did I need to ask that question? <laughs> <laughs> but the worst part, like his quote was, "I am coming to disrupt country. I want to come in and shake things up, but it's kind of country pop urban with my own flair." End quote. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and then <laughs> that that preceded. It's almost like he was the litmus test for the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> where they're like, no, we're just going to send in AJ first. <laughs> see how this happens. We're going to write him a song that's like kind of urban, you know, bottle service. You, you like that at the club, right? And then uh, just, you know, put it on a back porch and uh, talk about trucks or beers or something. And then six months later, now the full team, the whole band got back together. And now the Backstreet Boys are on the radio. And like... This is, the, this is the situation we're in in country music. And while this is an extreme situation, because I don't think there's yeah, anybody who would... I think we'd different. be talking about Backstreet Boys. No, 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 yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it, though. I'm dying. My face is hurting. And I don't think there's anybody who could legitimately defend this situation in terms of, like, what is, what is not country. And it is a bit of an extreme situation. I'd love, I'd love nothing more than to hear someone defend this situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Comment, please. Yeah. Um, and it, maybe 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 there will be someone who will comment <laughs> about that. We'll see. But this is the broader picture of what's happening. Like when when you break that down, it's the exact same situation for like Walker Hayes in '90s country and and Sam Hunt and whatever else. I'm sorry we're picking on those guys. Those are just things I was listening to today that like low hanging fruit. Yeah, that really stood out. But a song's gotta sound country. And I don't like pedal steel guitars, fiddles, the way you sing it. And like, not that things have to have some drawl or something, but there is like an intonation to a country song voice, just like there's an intonation to like an R&B song voice. Like the timbre is something that is decipherable. And there's almost this defensiveness happening of people who either were raised in the country or are on country radio and maybe once have been more country but are exploiting themselves to the mass market and needing the crossover hits of like massive pop 
popification of pop country that they're taking on like trap beats and snap tracks and all of these like very pop influence things to try and sell more in general, but then taking a defensive stance saying, well, yeah, but I'm country. I was raised country. Like, oh, here's a song of like, what makes you country? I got my dirt road cred doing this and everything. Like, Great. Like have all the dirt road cred you want. But if your song sounds like Harry Styles, is it country? Well, and, and we've talked about this before. It's like you have to have all the pieces too, right? It's like you you say, you know, certain instrumentations like you need to have the pedal steel, whether it be the fiddle or the banjo or things like that. It's like, but even on top of that, like I, there's a quote I wanted to throw out there from one of like my, my favorite Canadian country bands, the Divorcees, and it's uh it's I don't even call it a quote. It's a lyric from one of their songs. Put a fiddle in a pop song and call it country. A banjo in a rock song just ain't right. And it's like. Yeah, you can even put the instrumentation in there, but it's like if all the pieces aren't there, yep. it's not country, man. Yep. And and it, you go back to that Supreme Court quote. It's like you know you're, you're gonna know it. You just know it. It's like you, you can't you, you you need to have all the pieces of the puzzle and to, to see what it is, you know. And, and uh, that's that's what it comes down to is you can't just pick and choose elements. And then claim it as your own. I mean, you could claim it as something different. I'm fine with that. I think we've established that. But well, a good example of needing to have all of the elements together is alt country. Like, look at '90s Sunvolt, Whiskey Town, early Ryan Adams. Some of these tracks are as country as country gets, but when the songs and the way the, the lyrics and the way they sing them is more rock indie alternative kind of styles there's something about it that's not country that's why it's not why is whiskey town not country like it should be part of like the 90s country song like dancing with the women at the bar could have been a line from walker hayes 90s country if it was based on music, but it's not. It's it's the way they sing it, and there's something that makes that difference. But then you got to ask yourself: so why is why is the alt country genre like it's it's well respected? Uh, you got guys like Jason Isabel. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna blank on. I'd say he's alt country too. Yeah, a hundred percent. So well respected, and then so it's a it's an offshoot of country. So. When you get other sh- offshoots like pop country, it's like what it's so disrespected. And I'm playing devil's advocate here because I love Jason Isabel, I think he's great. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's hardline country, he's not. I, I don't think, think he would sit here and tell you that. I think it's because it sounds country in the first place. And I, I think the, the most important thing to me, thinking about this from a broader perspective, is country music like real country music or country country music first and foremost needs to sound country musically like you could call it the radio test like if you blindly turn on a radio and it's on a station a couple different radios turn on one and you hear again picking on the same guy in the same song and low-hanging fruit 90s country by walker hayes doesn't sound country at all sounds very pop more, I don't even know what to call it. We're just going to call it pop, R&B, something. And then you put on another station, and whether it's 
I don't know, whiskey town or like an actual real country, traditional country song, you hear the, when you hear twin fiddles and a steel guitar, George Strait quote, like you, you're listening to the sound of country music. And when you, when, when you hear that, you first thing, to, your first reaction is, well, that's country music. And then when the lyrics come in, maybe you'll make a different decision. Oh, this is like, this is Ryan Adams singing in his like sad alternative kind of way, yeah. as opposed to like a more Southern or whatever you want to call it, country, country style. Um, th- then you make different differentiations and discuss it to whatever way you want. But, but like, it's, I mean, it's how go, it sounds go, in the like, first place. Go pull like a 22-year-old girl and like tell me, actually, no, I'll, I'll go pull one. But huh. um, tell me that they're not going to say that if you put those two songs in front of them, they're they're not going to say that the 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 what's his name the Walker guy, Walker Hayes, Walker Hayes. Uh, tell me they're not going to say the Walker Hayes song is country. That's country to them because that's what's been presented to them as country. If, and that's what I'm my point about. Yeah, you know the radio, the but new they, country radio is damaging to the genre. If she's not a if you're twenty two year old example girl here, is well, how would not she a country be? fan? Well, because there's plenty of 22-year-old country fans. Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah. You ever, you ever go to Blues Fest when it's... I don't know. I'm distracted thinking about 22-year-old country <laughs> fair enough. fans. Um, <laughs> but it, if, if they're not a country fan and you play those two different songs or styles of music for them, like pop country today versus whatever, traditional more sounding, immediately that traditional sounding one is going to be identifiable as country because of that. Even if you went like an example, a new example from today, put Midland beside Sam Hunt. Man, you love Midland, eh? I think they're the best thing on the radio right now. I'm not faulting you at all. uh... Um, But put those things side by side. And like, it's obvious just from like four bars of music, one versus the other, what's country and what's not. Yeah, you're not going to get an argument on me on this one. Yeah, so <clears throat> we've really went down the rabbit hole of a lot yeah, of we're, different we're things deep, here. We're deep down it, and I I, I I guess part of this touches on like to get back to the lyrics and everything. Um, we keep saying authenticity, and um, I th- I think that it's not as much authenticity as it is sincerity. Um, Whereas sincerity is more on the lyrical side, like the realness in the stories they tell, you, you, can, you can tell the honesty and the emotion. But I'd still say authenticity is important too, and I would pin that term more on the musical instrumentation side of things, whereas it's the use of traditional instruments, fiddle, pedal, steel, banjo, like a honky-tonk style piano, etc. Um, those two things together in whichever way you want to meld it or talk about it, they, they are components of what is country music. If you don't have either of them, then it's just not country. And some of these songs on pop radio today, like, they're not telling a story. They're not sincere in really what they are. They're clearly manufactured for the radio. Like On the other side, musically, if it doesn't connect in that same authentic music like traditional style and it doesn't even have to be we're not talking about you can't really bullshit the the instrumentation though and yeah i this is i'm hearing what you're saying and agreeing with it because it's like you can't you, you can you can bullshit your lyrics like all goddamn day every day right yeah. like you can just it's lyrics it's talking but it's like if you're gonna 
go traditional or you're going to go country. It's like, and I air quoted there, um, country, country. Like you can't, you can't bullshit that from an instrumentation standpoint. It's like you have to have players. You have to make it sound country. Like it's totally, it's not eight oh eight beats. No, that, yeah. absolutely not. And I'm not at all implying that um, these sounds need to be super traditional. This doesn't need to be like White Lightning, George Jones. No, there's, a or early George Strait there's a way to progress it. There's a way to progress it. Yeah, like earlier today we were chatting about Florida Georgia line and I mentioned earlier in this conversation that I was actually more impressed than I thought I would be with Florida Georgia lines new record and the the title of their record's pretty provocative in that sense like you can't say I ain't country um which it, it seems a bit contrived though well, it it does seem like that and it's something that like makes you want to pick on it right away like yes we can like your previous records were all like not really country well it's wild because you, you sat here and like admittedly like I, I you know i i bash them a lot because i've heard a couple of songs but i haven't delved deep enough into the catalog to really speak intelligently to it but it's like so you sat here and, and we had a couple of beers and you played me some of the earlier stuff and that new album you're, you're referring to and it's like yeah, I agree with you. I, I was tapping along to some of that new stuff, which is embarrassing. I can't believe I'm saying this in a recorded type of environment. Yeah. But that, to me, is what seems contrived about it. Is how do you go from some of that old stuff to that they were doing, which was I don't even know what that was, to to some of that, and, and then call it that, and yeah. then not try and make it seem like it's an immediate knee jerk reaction to how how much they were getting bashed for. Yeah, so I, 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 at this point, I care a little less about that, um, about how or why the reasons behind it, but just talking straight up about the music, like you were saying, the comp comparison of earlier tracks to this record, like even on the title track, Can't Say Ain't Country, I don't know if I've, and I haven't listened to every record of theirs front to back, but most of it. I can't really think of too many times where there's like obvious pedal steel other than maybe like a little bit of padding in the background, but on can't say I ain't country and also uh, a song called speed of love on there. Like there's a whole bunch of like twangy telecasters and pedal steel happening where even though say what you will about the lyrics or like the, the poppier beats that they have going with it, when you turn, again, with the radio test, if you just turned that on, there'd be no question that you're on a country station. But they get instant, instant street cred for that? Uh, I, I don't know. What do you mean? Well, like j just because they, dis they did the instrumentation and they changed it up and all of a sudden they're... No. sounding more country like does that give them instant credibility well i i don't care i'm like my point isn't about credibility it's about like what does a song sound what is country yeah what is a country song and a lot of those others that we're talking about they there's nothing about it that sounds country maybe the lyrics reference a back road or something but musically it's not otherwise and then if you put on like those tracks that we just talked about like Florida Georgia Line like the low hanging fruit of like the pop country criticism conversation there's the majority of that new record, a lot of it's stupid. Like they have all these skits all the way through it that I don't know why they did it. Those skits are, are the worst. Can oh, we man. take a minute to like talk about skits? And let's come back to that. I want to finish this thought. Um, <laughs> but if they cut the skits out, more than half this record is good. And 
I could be very much considered like good new country. I don't know why they didn't do it the whole time, but like it's those elements. And if you just compared this to like older records, what makes this sound more country? To me, it's like the use of pedal steel, that style of guitar with telecasters and some fiddles, and that's it. But so uh, forget the skits thing. Obviously, everybody knows skits suck. Like circle back to things like credibility. It's like, like to just do that, to just come out with an album that's like way more country than your previous albums. Like, doesn't it bother you? Like as a uh, as a listener, not that you're. I'm not saying you're a fan. I'm just saying as a country music country music fan that they can just flip it like that. Like, okay, so we talked about. I can't believe I'm about to say this again. We talked about Backstreet Boys. What if the next Backstreet Boys album sounded like that? Would that be okay? You know, if the Backstreet Boys went into the studio, if they got Tony Brown to produce a record and they got Brett Mason on guitar <laughs> and, Paul Fra- and Paul Franklin on pedal steel. And, I can't believe you're engaging me on this. And if, like, if they were like... <laughs> in earnest trying to put together a country record where they were going to sing country and he's like six d- disclaimer. He's like six drinks deep. This is where this is coming from. <laughs> Don't you know, but like I, I think I would be down with it. Oh, I, I I'd, maybe I would. I, maybe I shouldn't say I'd be down with it, but I if those elements were all part of it, I it would sound like country, but do you not like Someone not I might not respect them as a band because they just walked in and paid for all these like top producers and <laughs> and session players and put out something. But I need to least, hear this album. At least that was. <laughs> <laughs> let's start a yeah. let's start a GoFundMe page for uh, yes. Backstreet Boys. And yes, dear Tony this. Brown, please take these guys on. <laughs> Bring in Brett Mason and Paul Franklin and countrify the fuck out of these guys. And let's see what happens. This is a social experiment. Yeah, I'll fund it even. You know. Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) That's not going to be cheap. Um, But I think that like if they put out something like those people I mentioned, uh, like what their track records are, I feel like it would sound country. And I would have to support my point on that. Where does credibility come into the mix then? Like, I don't know. That's a that's a longer rabbit hole to go down. Yeah, I guess maybe we'll reserve that for uh, for another time. I I wanted to like authenticity, credibility conversation. And yeah. I think in this point, my thoughts are more on like what what's country, what sounds country, rather than like who is country and why, or like with what cred or yeah, authenticity. All right, you got something else? What do you think? You want to wrap it up? Yeah. So we did a lot of uh, tangents and yeah. rabbit holes there, and I think we kind of got away from the point a number of times <laughs> because we were as we do. Yeah, as we do. As we <laughs> we we were meaning to discuss. Like, what is country, country music? I think it's been almost easier to talk about it from the sense of what's not country, country. At the end of the day, for me, almost like the I know it when I see it situation or I know it when I hear it, like the real country music has some traditional sound to it. Doesn't like not needing it to be 1982 George Strait or hank williams senior or whatever like our example of florida georgia line 
something that has been the low-hanging fruit of pop country criticism for years. Um, and now they have this new record that sounds significantly more country because they've been using more of that country instrumentation. It's, it's one of those things. Like it's, we, we can't really define country, country music, but it's, it, it's kind of like it, it's, 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 it's like regular country music, but more country. Mm-hmm. And right. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I think know, that man. there 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 can be like there there's people that say that it's if if it's on country radio it's country or if you're from the country or the, if the person is country then it's going to be a country song and like I just disagree if it doesn't sound country it's not country and so and, and we're going to be discussing music that is that sounds like country that is country yeah I like a lot more Western style and more things that are also in the mainstream you are much more underground and outlaw country in your interests, both of which are very country in slightly different ways. And uh, I think that will come out in future discussions. Yeah, if it sounds country, it's a country song, man. I think that's like a Christopherson quote or something. Yeah, that's right. That's from the <laughs> beginning of uh, of me and Bobby, me and Bobby McGee. McGee yeah. 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 All right, brother, what do you think? You want to maybe put a Weddy Morgan record on and uh, have a beer? Let's do it. All right.